If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Welcome to episode 25 of the Fitness Mama podcast. I am your host, Kath Bequee. I'm a mum of three young girls, a physiotherapist for women, and I have an online community, Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mothers with the exercises, support, and resources they need to move from the overwhelm, the physical aches and pains of pregnancy, the weakness felt after birth, and instead we replace that with the comfort and confidence they need to get their bodies and minds strong again, so that they can get back to doing what they love with a bubba by their side, whether or not that's running around with the kids at the park or running the next marathon. So welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast, and today I'm going to share four Common Mistakes Women Make When Exercising During Pregnancy and After Birth. But firstly, I want to say I have struggled with using the word mistake as they aren't really mistakes and you know what, sometimes they're unavoidable. So I did toy with using the word issues. So four issues women have, but they're not really issues either. And then I thought maybe the best thing to say is Four important things to consider when exercising, but I didn't really want to use the word things either in a headline. So if anyone's got a better suggestion for a word, let me know. But here we have it, four mistakes women commonly make when exercising during pregnancy and after birth. So do take this with a grain of salt. We all make these mistakes or rather we all have these issues or these things that arise from time to time. And today is more about identifying these common reasons which impede women during pregnancy and after birth recovery. It's rather than playing a blame game. So at the end of this podcast, I hope you will feel more aware and confident about common issues around exercising during pregnancy and postpartum and not feel like, oh my gosh, I've made all these mistakes. Because even if you have, you know what? If we can identify it and move forward, then that's amazing. But before diving into today's episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Fitness Mama free online class. It's called Discover the Five Essential Steps to a Healthy Pregnancy, Confident Childbirth and Strong Postnatal Recovery. So in this 45-minute jam-packed class, you'll learn my five-step framework for a healthy pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery, helping you to reduce the overwhelm and feel confident and get back to doing what you love sooner. Plus, you'll learn a bit about what I'm saying today, but the common mistakes new mamas make when it comes to regaining their strength, why your body will know what to do is terrible advice and we'll discuss the simple strategies to focus on instead to help you recover from birth sooner. So to sign up for this free class, free online class, head to fitnessmama.com forward slash free. 
Right, let's get into today's show. So let's start with mistake number one. So a really common thing that happens during pregnancy and after birth is exercise stops and it might stop for a whole variety of reasons. Perhaps morning sickness has slowed your motivation. And you know what? Who can even think about exercising when you're throwing up? Like it's it's a bit of a no-brainer. Perhaps you lack confidence or the know-how to exercise. I hear so many women saying, oh, now I'm pregnant. I don't want to do the wrong thing. Um, I don't know what to do. Or once they've had a baby, they might think, oh, I don't want to do any damage. So I do hear those sorts of things quite a lot with that lack of confidence. And it just makes people stop sometimes, stop exercising. Another common reason why exercise might stop is that you're too tired. Perhaps you're a mother of a newborn and you've also got a toddler running around. You don't get any time to rest. I totally get it. And then the other issue is being too busy. So this is really common. Perhaps you work full time from nine till five, you're pregnant, you get home from work and you just cannot fathom leaving the house to go for a walk or go and do exercise. And you know what, I totally get it. And this might be unavoidable and it often is unavoidable. But the thing we want to be aware of is it might be unavoidable for a few weeks, a few days or a few weeks or even a month or so. But we just don't want this situation of not exercising at all or not doing anything to carry on for months and months on end. And you can imagine, let's say you stop exercising during pregnancy and then you have a new little bubba, you're sleep deprived and then you've got that whole after birth recovery period before you know it. 18 months or two years might have passed and you suddenly think, oh my gosh, I really haven't done much exercise for the last few years. So if this sort of thing happens, it might lead to situations of excessive weight gain or you might feel like you're having a harder postnatal recovery. Perhaps your mental health might suffer because we really do know that close link between mental health and physical health and physical activity. There's a very close link. And there also might be reduced confidence to get back into exercise after the baby arrives. It's a little bit of a slippery slope. Let's say you stop exercising during pregnancy, then you have your baby, then you're sleep deprived and you've got reduced confidence. It really sometimes does make it harder for women to sort of pick it up again down the track. So instead of worrying about not doing enough exercise or instead of worrying or feeling too tired to attend an exercise class, instead of feeling guilty that you're not doing enough, or perhaps instead of having reduced confidence to start exercising, if you're listening today, I want you to think of something that might work for you. So it doesn't need to be a lot. Let's say you're feeling gross and you're feeling tired and you're feeling blah. Perhaps it might be an uplifting five minutes of stretches in the evening before you go to bed where you feel invigorated and rejuvenated afterwards. Or perhaps if you're really short on time, you might be able to do something for five to ten minutes. You know, whether or not that's going for a walk around the block or doing a quick 10-minute online class like Fitness Mama. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what it is, 
But finding something that works for you and where you're at, so whether or not you've got a young toddler and you find it hard to leave the house with a newborn and a toddler, you might need to be able to do something from the comfort of your home. Or perhaps you really gain a lot of energy from going out to see people face to face and meeting up with people. And so you need to find a friend to catch up with. So a community to cheer you on can be really helpful. And that community might be one other person, or it might be a a group class or an online community. So it will be different for everyone, but just finding something that works for you. And again, it doesn't have to be a long slog, one hour workout at a gym after you've done a huge day and you're feeling pregnant and you're low on energy. Because I always say to the mums in my membership, I'm like, after every workout, I want you to feel, especially if you're pregnant and in that early newborn period, I want you to feel energized and rejuvenated. I want you to feel great after your workout or your stretches or whatever it is you've chosen. I don't want you feeling exhausted and tired and lacking energy and feeling even worse. Okay, so a common mistake a lot of pregnant and new mums make when it comes to exercising is they might do the same routine as they've always done. So let's say, for example, you're pregnant and you've always walked. Walking can be an amazing exercise for pregnancy. It's low impact, it's free, it doesn't cost anything. But the problem with walking potentially is if you develop pelvic girdle pain or low back pain, you might find walking irritates your pain and it perhaps it starts to make it a bit achy to sleep at night time and you're tossing and turning at night time. I often recommend if mums are achy and sore or tired and you've got pelvic pain or back pain, I actually recommend you pull back on the walking for a few weeks to see if we can settle down that pain and discomfort and we substitute it with a different exercise. So in Fitness Mom Membership, for example, we've got a whole lot of stretch and release exercise or workouts, and we've also got some pelvic girdle pain friendly workouts. So sometimes it's just a matter of pulling back on the walking or that whatever aggravating activity it is just for a week or two to nip it in the bud, but we substitute it with something else. And then let's say, for example, maybe you've had your baby and you really want to get back into running. This episode is proudly brought to you by Solidea, providing all of your pregnancy and recovery support needs. Solidea's maternity range supports your changing body throughout your pregnancy and the postpartum period. The proven compression and patented fabric helps to reduce back and pelvic joint pain, swelling and varicose veins, and it's safe and effective following vaginal and caesarean section deliveries. Solidea improves recovery from episiotomies, tears, hematomas, and after caesarean births. Made in Italy, Solidea's maternity range ensures pregnant women and new mums look good and feel great. Recommended by obstetricians and physiotherapists, Solidea is offering 20% off using the code FITNEST20. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-20. So if you're in the market 
for some new support wear for pregnancy or postpartum, definitely go and check them out with the code FITNESS20 for 20% off. So visit www.solidea, that's S-O-L-I-D-E-A.com.au and check them out for yourself. And the link is in the show notes. And running again, it's it's great for fitness, great for managing weight, it's great for your mood, and it's great to be able to get out and get back into running once you've had your baby. And so many women are super keen to get back into running after pregnancy, after childbirth, which is great. But I always recommend to my clients, my members, with getting back into running, it's not so much a matter of waiting until a certain time frame has passed. It's more about thinking what steps have I made in order to make sure my body is strong enough to get back into running because you don't want to get back into running too soon before your body is ready and then run the risk of injuring yourself or having pelvic floor issues or some other issues, which I do commonly see in the clinic down the track if women get back into something too early. So rather than thinking, yep, I'm three months postnatal, I'm going to get back into running. I'd much prefer to think about, okay, let's make sure I've got my pelvic floor strength. Let's build on my core strength and all my abdominal muscles and make sure I've got my body strength, my leg strength and power. Build on your endurance and your fitness levels first before you slowly start a running plan. And I actually have a 12-week return to running plan for that reason inside the membership because so many mums want to get back into running, but I really do think it's important we tick off a few steps at a time. Going back to the mistake number two, doing the same routine, do be aware that during pregnancy and postpartum, it might be really important to modify your routine or adapt it because we don't want to lead to have issues of pelvic girdle pain or have inadequate attention to the pelvic health. You know, we don't, you don't want to be putting too much pressure through the pelvic floor before it's ready and cause any issues with your pelvic health. So instead of continuing pregnancy with no formal exercise, or perhaps instead of continuing your exercise program, which doesn't have a specialty in women's health, or instead of continuing walking when you've got pelvic girdle pain, instead of returning to running too early or returning to the high intensity or high impact too early, I want you to do this instead. Find a trusted pregnancy or postnatal expert to guide you. Because as I said, walking is a fantastic exercise during pregnancy. But I, my ultimate goal, <laughs> mission, was that every woman that was pregnant and postnatal knew how to access quality pelvic floor and core control exercises and make sure their body is provided with the energizing strength and stability it needs to help support them during pregnancy and postpartum. Sometimes a good old walking program, yep, it's great for general fitness, but it's not really targeting your pelvic floor or your core muscles and all those muscles that sometimes are jeopardized during pregnancy and childbirth. Okay, so never pushing into pain is a big one. Or also if you have pain at night time, this is really common, ladies. So many women have pain at night time, but not during the day. And I really do feel if you can be aware of what you're doing during the day, sometimes that really helps with the nighttime aches and pains that you have when you're in bed. 
Again, an ultimate goal is that every woman knows how to nip their aches and pains in the bud, nip them in the bud, modify the exercise routine and know how to do self-management for their aches and pains. Because quite often that, if we can nip it in the bud, that stops aches and pains from progressing or getting worse. And if it doesn't get worse, your aches and pains, do definitely go and see someone for that face-to-face assessment and treatment. Because you know what, it's never worth pushing into discomfort or persevering with discomfort if you're pregnant or after you've had a baby or any stage, I guess, in life. Okay, and every woman as well, I'd hope that they're paying attention to their pelvic floor and pelvic health during this pregnancy and postpartum period. And the reason I say that is because we know pregnancy and childbirth pose a greater risk for women in terms of their pelvic health issues. So women are We've got two stages in our life where we're more likely to have issues with incontinence, prolapse, you know, those those pelvic health concerns. The first stage is pregnancy and childbirth. And then the second stage of our life, we're more likely to run into issues is pre and post-menopause, that menopausal period. So let's get onto the pelvic health issues early, or even if you don't have any issues, let's build your pelvic floor strength now to hopefully set you up for when you reach menopause, which let's face it, for some of us, it's not that far away. It may be 10 years, maybe 15, 20 years, really in the scheme of things, it's not that far away. Okay, I'm diverging a little bit. Right, mistake number three that a lot of women make when exercising during pregnancy or postpartum is going with the flow. So we do often hear about this quite a lot. And I sometimes have to catch myself from saying it too. So the thing is going with the flow or listen to your body. You hear so so many women say, listen to your body, go with the flow, but it's not always ideal, unfortunately. And then copying social media trends is sort of a similar situation too. So we do need to be mindful. I've sort of said this, but pregnancy does place your body at increased risk of injury. You've got pelvic health concerns that may result occur as a result of pregnancy and childbirth. And we also want to be mindful of inadequate rehab after childbirth. Instead of being oblivious to your pelvic floor. So ladies, if you're pregnant at the moment, or if you've had a baby, instead of sort of ignoring your pelvic floor, or instead of being oblivious to your abdominal muscle separation or not understanding the impact of childbirth on your postnatal recovery, or instead of returning to running too early, it would be amazing if everyone had that understanding of how to look after and exercise the pelvic floor muscles. Imagine if everyone had understanding of when to seek help with the pelvic floor muscles, so when to seek help if you've got any issues, And understand the steps to getting back into running after childbirth. For some people, this might mean doing a little bit of research or reading up on it or going and seeing your women's health physio or coming and joining Fitness Mama. So there's a big range. So some people might not have much of an understanding or know anything about their pelvic floor, whereas other women might have already had a previous assessment and they just sort of need to brush up on their what they already know and get started with a pelvic floor muscle training program or restart what you've already been told to do and it's just slid off the bandwagon or you've let it slide, whatever that expression is. So this will be different for everyone in terms of where you're at at the moment and where you need to be. 
Okay, and then the final mistake that a lot of women make, and again, this is a little bit similar to the last one, but a lot of women have commonly have little focus on their pelvic floor and core until they have issues. And I totally get it. It can be hard to prioritize pelvic floor and core. And you know what? Pelvic floor exercises are a bit boring. So, you know, this is why I jump onto my Instagram every so often and go onto an Insta live and run you through a set of pelvic floor exercises because it can be really hard to stay motivated to do pelvic floor exercises. So having an understanding of why they're important, I think is the first step to helping you prioritize your pelvic floor. And then also having that understanding about how pelvic floor can help with childbirth and recovery. Being aware of pelvic floor can definitely help you to get back into running, normal activities. It can help with um, your pelvic health in the long term, as I said, post-menopause, so years and years down the track. And having that awareness of your postnatal recovery can help to speed up your postnatal recovery. Because if you're aware of some basic things, what to do, what not to do, it can definitely help to speed it up. And when I say speed it up, I don't mean hasten it or make it quicker than it should be. What I mean is providing that framework so that your body is having has the best environment possible to allow that recovery to occur. So a similar sort of thing, instead of being oblivious to the ways you might be able to help your pelvic floor and core during pregnancy, childbirth and postpartum, or instead of not understanding what your perineum is or ways to reduce your chance of perineal tears or episiotomy, for example. I just did a podcast episode last week about what your perineum is and how being aware of it might help to reduce your chance of perineal tears and episiotomy. So go and listen to last week's episode if you don't know what a perineum is. Yeah, instead of ignoring your pelvic floor, it would be amazing if everyone could understand ways to help Protect the pelvic floor during pregnancy. So some common ones here is avoiding constipation on the toilet, avoiding that downward strain and that grunt that you might get with straining on the toilet or even when you're lifting something heavy. Yeah, so the the big ones is understanding basic ways to help protect your pelvic floor during pregnancy. And a lot of that does come down to avoiding the constipation and that overstraining, but also being aware of how to lift your pelvic floor muscles and how to strengthen your muscles. Also understanding ways how to prepare your body for childbirth. So if you're interested, you could go on the wait list for the next five free day events. So five days, five ways to help your body prepare for childbirth. We just had one in March 2021, the first week of March, but there will be one coming up in a few months. So head to www.fitnessmama.com forward slash challenge and you can put your name on the wait list for how to prepare your body for childbirth. Five ways, five days to prepare your body for childbirth. Okay, so ladies, what I've discussed today, hopefully it's, all about adding tools to your toolkit, being aware of some different ways that you can help to prepare your body, look after your body. But you know what? If I could just 
Oh, if every single woman out there could have access to a women's health physio during pregnancy or after birth recovery so that they could get a good understanding of what a pelvic floor muscle contraction is and some basic ways of how to care for their body. So whether or not that's seeing someone face-to-face, because it's always amazing to have that face-to-face assessment, especially if you have had issues with your pelvic floor. So if you have had concerns with leaking, incontinence, um, prolapse concerns, If you could go and see a physio face-to-face, that's amazing. Or perhaps that's not possible. You don't live close to a uh, women's health physio. Perhaps you live rurally or regionally or finance is an issue. Come and join us inside the membership for a free seven-day trial because this is exactly what I do run you through. So hopefully that was helpful, ladies, because you know what? Everyone here does deserve to have an amazing recovery after childbirth. And everyone here does deserve to feel like you're a strong and healthy mama. So that's it, ladies. We discussed four common mistakes women make with exercising during pregnancy. So as a recap, the first one was stopping exercise. The second one was doing the same routine as they've always done. And the third one was going with the flow and listening to your body, which isn't always a great thing to do. And then the fourth one is little focus on the pelvic floor and core. So hopefully that was helpful. If nothing else, hopefully it just got you thinking about a few things you could add to your program during pregnancy or postpartum. As a reminder, I do have that free online class, 45-minute class, where we do run through five steps to have a healthy pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery. So that's it for today. Thank you. Before I sign off, do remember my team and I will be putting together the show notes for the episode with all the links I talked about. And you can find that at fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast. So have a fabulous day, everyone. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember, an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.